And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Disenfranchised by the modern comics industry, producer Paul Spataro, Dr. Bill Robinson, and Scott H. Gardner now ply the time stream in a never-ending quest to rediscover and reconnect with that unique brand of fun and excitement that can only truly be found in good old-fashioned, randomly selected comic book back issues. Journey with them now. Back. Back to the bins. Hello and welcome to Back to the Bins. Go. Since nobody else is start, get us rolling. Uh, what are we talking about tonight first, fellas? Are we talking con stuff or are we talking a book? We got two... Well, this will... Well, yeah. I think, I think we do the con stuff first. Okay, con! There we go. We're going to do con stuff. <laughs> I say we, we do con stuff first to get worked up, to get to get it out of our system... To get uh, to get warmed up for for the next thing that we're going to do. This will stuff, this will be a stuff. this will be a comic book discussion of the Get Off My Lawn cast. There you go. Yes, I, don't, yes, I don't think any yes. of us are all that happy right now when You're we're right. talking I cons. Will, I will retell my story. I told just briefly before we started. I I, I will bring that up, and uh, we will talk some other things as well. Are we actually in the show now? Then yes, we yeah, are. Bill said welcome okay. to back to the bin, so we are in. Get with the program. I'm sorry. What's wrong with you? <laughs> oh, that's a whole nother show. <laughs> uh, so you so just went you, to what oh, con was it that you went to? MegaCon. Yes, ChakaCon. Yes, I went to MegaCon. Before we get into that, Bill sounded like he had something to say. Did, yeah, that's what I was trying to, to ignore. That I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I was just going to say. So you got. So you guys have been to cons, and I have not by choice. I have and not so, been to a con. I just have a. I, oh, you, yeah, but you're going. To I just go have a New York Comic Con rant right. to go on. Yeah, but you haven't go been go, yet. Go, go with your rant. Go well, with your rant. I have rant a away. That, that that this is going to dovetail. Okay, well, that we're see, going to cover some of the same things. Yeah, mine, mine is relatively short, but I, but I feel like I've been ripped off by New York Comic Con because now I understand nobody owes me free stuff as much as I love getting free stuff. And Comic Con pulled New York Comic Con pulled me in by uh, giving me a free press pass for three years, and then after that, I just you know when when they stopped giving it to me because they became much more strict on their uh, you know on. You shut up, dog. Okay. They they became much more strict on on you know who they would give the passes to, and you know I was disappointed, but I you know I understand you know we're we're, we're still you know we're not we're not big media players or whatever. So for a, for a while my routine was I would buy tickets for Thursday and Friday, and I would generally go with my kids on Thursday and Friday. I would go by myself. I'd take the two days off from work, and you know that would be my Comic Con thing. Then last year, I decided to just cut it down to one day, and I went on Friday. So this year, I decided I was going to do one day and go on Thursday. And, you know, I get the thing, and you know, the email telling me that the tickets are going to go on sale. And, you know, I, I set myself up Sunday morning, okay, 10 o'clock. As soon as the you know, 10 o'clock comes, I'll hit the link. You know, 10.05, I should be done. So 
10 o'clock, I hit the link. It puts me on the virtual queue. It doesn't let me buy my tickets until like 11.15, so I have to sit there at the computer for over an hour, which pissed me off to no end. Then, the already overpriced ticket for Comic-Con, which I believe is like $50, I put it all through, and then when it comes time to put it on my credit card, they're charging me for shipping and handling and a convenience fee. So I bought it just because I had gone so far into it that I just just kind of went along with the program. But it ended up costing me the freaking $70 for one-day ticket. Jesus. That is such a rip ripoff. Like I said, I understand they don't owe me a free thing. But $70 to go there so that I could spend money is absolutely ridiculous. And I think Plus, this... you got to take the train to get into the city. Yeah. I think That's this is, what, I think what, this is my last... No, it's the, the Long Island Railroad is probably going to cost me like twenty bucks round trip. Yeah, this this I believe this is my last New York Comic Con, two thousand nineteen. I think I'm done after this. Just such a ripoff. And and you know, I mean, Tina has pointed that out. Not so much with New York Comic Con when she went, because she she enjoyed it there. Because there's a lot of celebrities, it's a little different. But like when we went to Eternal Con. Uh, she she says, you know, and that's much cheaper, but she's like, they're charging you money to come in here and spend money. Yes. Yeah. That's, 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 that's my big, yeah, that's, that's my big problem with that, it. Yeah. That's Especially when I, uh, our, our experiences totally, uh, totally match up. Cause that, that was going to be my, my biggest rant was that, you know, at the end of the day, the money that I spent to walk in the door, what did it get me? It got me a cheap-ass free lanyard that you know wouldn't even be good enough to hang yourself with, <laughs> and uh, the privilege of admittance into the realm of more spending. That's it. That's all my and, and mine. Mine worked out to sixty dollars for the day. So yeah, but did Logan continue. go with you? <laughs> What's that? Did Logan go with you? Yeah, he was in his costume, right? I, he he did yeah so here here's so sixty dollars for you and then another sixty for him right yeah and he, yeah, he that's paid an expensive for his day. Own. I don't yeah, care I don't care who paid for it it's an expensive day it is it was it was a very expensive day so I I, I don't want to walk on you I mean did did you have more that you wanted to talk about just just you know I'm just really the bottom line is is that I think I'm done I think this is my last time the the biggest thing the biggest draw for me at this point is that I do. When I go there, there's people I know that I meet up with usually, and you know, and, and I hang out with a little bit, and that's kind of cool. And then, you know, I also look to buy some, you know, dollar bin or two dollar bin comics, but it's just not worth that money. I'm sorry. It, it's so I think I'm done. I, th- I think this is my last year. Anybody who wants to meet me, be, <laughs> be aware that next year I won't be there. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to meet me anyway. Yeah. I mean, for for me, uh, it's just, and I think I've said it before, I'm not treading any new, new ground here by my discussion, but I think 10 to 20 dollars, I could I could swallow that to get in and be walk around in a convention. Not 40 dollars, not 50, and definitely not 70. No flipping way. Just to get in a room to buy more crap. Right. I, I just can't because because you know what? That seventy dollars I could have used to buy more crap. <laughs> Not just to walk through the door. I mean that's 
I mean, uh, I, I just really feel that cons are just taking it. Well, you know what? If people are going to keep paying it, because I just had this experience yesterday at the comic book store. Uh, I went to pick up my books on Wednesday, and there was a woman in front of me talking to the girl behind the counter that I've known since for years. Um, and this woman is there, and she's like, oh, yeah, I was at MegaCon, and I saw this person, and I saw that person, and I spent about $400 worth of stuff, and it was all I could do to just keep my mouth shut. And I think the only reason I kept my mouth shut is I was wearing my work shirt (laughs) with my company name on it. So I just bit my tongue and looked the other way and waited for her to leave because I'm just like... I just wanted to say, good for you, good for you. Can you move along so I can buy my books and go home now? Because I really don't care about the wonderful experience you spent blowing your money. And because the only reason you're telling the poor girl behind the counter who can't afford any of it is because you want to feel better about yourself. So go after yourself. But I was like, no, 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 no. Keep it cool, Bill. I feel like I'm becoming Lewis Black. <laughs> be cool, Bill. Be cool. Because I just wanted to, like, just, ugh. <laughs> I, I mean, you know what? If 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 you got the money to spend it, great. But it's people like you that are going to price people like me out of going to cons, you know, and just have to go to the cheaper cons because you know what? The same people, the same vendors that go to the big expensive cons, they go to the cheap cons too to sell their wares. Right. I mean, I understand how the whole thing works. Somebody has to pay the guests. Somebody has to buy the venue. And then the the actual vendors that get in to sell you stuff have to pay the people that are running the con. I understand it's a business. I'm not stupid. So save your letters and comments because I don't care. Okay? I'm not dumb. At least in this. <laughs> I'm glad you qualified that for it. <laughs> yes. So, but but still, at, at some point, there's a breaking point because you know where shit becomes just too expensive for the average person. <laughs> Disney. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, hey, where, hey, where, hey, where hey, did hey. that come from? Where, where did that come from? That's a different rant for a different day. <laughs> for another get off my lawn cast. Hello, hello. That's right. We are joined now by David Pascarella, who just missed Doctor Bill's rant. Uh. How do I sound? <laughs> like a movie star. Oh, good. So we've solved the buzzing problem. You're a little low. <laughs> How's this? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's better. <laughs> Stop buzzing, Scott. <laughs> is that just you doing that with your mouth, or is this? <laughs> it's not, not always me doing it with my mouth. <laughs> you always were in the gifted program. <laughs> What's up, buddy? Not much. What's cooking with you guys? Not too much. When the hell are you coming to visit me anyway? I was looking at the possibility of coming in February next, but that got nixed apparently. Oh. Uh, <laughs> at least will... at least you're a sensible man who doesn't come in like July. Uh, that would be a real stupid person. <laughs> Yeah, Paul. (laughs) That's true. That is very true. But I do believe I will be there next May with uh, Amanda as uh, her graduation trip. Sweet. (laughs) And you could just picture Amanda. Amanda, what would you like for your graduation? I want to go visit Scott. (laughs) 
<laughs> I already told her that. That's part of the deal. Sweet. So, Everything Dave, we, we, we're, we're just doing a little ranting and raving about uh, Comic Cons. Do you, would you would you care to join and uh, hang out for a while, or are you in a, in a rush? No, I I could join in. I got nowhere else to go. I got nowhere else to go. I got nowhere else to go. I got nothing else. <laughs> Pull up a oh, chair. Wait, wait. Wrong show. No, no, that's Welcome. the right show. It's the right show. Oh, good. Perfect. You going away somewhere? You're fading. Which, which... Hang on, I'm just trying to adjust this damn thing because I'm not getting the sound out of my earphone. Yeah, that's the problem I've had with the new Skype. I finally gave up. I don't even put in my fu- ear- my earphones anymore because I can't hear anything. I What? You know... I pick. I pick. I see you guys as like with Alexander Graham Bell, and you're putting the like the the little horn up to your ear. What? What? Uh, I can't hear. Hey. All right, I got it. I'm on the earphones now. I've arrived. <laughs> the only thing is, no one can hear me now. What? Uh, I got it. What? Mr. Watson, come here. <laughs> so we, we, we the, the basic rant so far, Dave, to bring you up to speed, is that yes. they charge you like a billion dollars to go to this place so that you can come in there and spend money. Pretty much, yes. Don't and forget I, the, the waiting online for two and a half hours. Oh, my God. I didn't even get get into the fact I don't, that I don't then they charge shit. you to go, to, to go see somebody. Oh, yeah. You paid $70 to get in? Oh, yeah. Here's pay us another fifty to hundred dollars, so you might have the chance to stand next to somebody to get a picture for ten seconds. What kind of a so jerk here's the would thing, you I, I, I don't, I don't do that shit, and I'm not going to do that shit. I, I, I decided so. Um, uh, let me let me tell you a little bit about a uh, man named the Jed. Whole I, the whole reason I wanted to do this tonight, so I'll, I'll recap, and I'll try to be brief, our, our Megacon 2019 experience. So the whole reason we went this year is because Logan wanted to go. Um, I, I'm so proud of this kid. He, he over the course of, it's been almost a year now, he's been putting together um, his own costume because he wanted to cosplay. And he told me this quite a while ago. He's like, I'd really like to go to next year's Megacon and uh, and I want to cosplay, and I said, all right, great. You know, what do you want to cosplay as? And uh, it turned out, and I, and I didn't realize that he was really, you know, all that aware of this character. But he wanted to be um, the post-crisis Superboy. You know, the Superboy that that popped up, you know, with the with the four replacement Supermen after Superman died. Reign you of know, the, the Superman. The reign of the Superman. Yeah. So he, you know, the one that was the clone. And he was going with the the classic look that that character had when he first appeared, you know. So the the sunglasses, uh, you know, the the leather jacket, and all of that. And uh, he put this whole costume together himself, and uh, you know, came up with all the pieces and everything. And and he actually he joined a gym. He he'd been working out. Now Logan has always been, you know, he he doesn't have my problem. You know, it wasn't that he had to take weight off; is that he wanted to bulk up. Because he's always, you know, he's he's always been very tall and very lanky and, and kind of a string bean, you know. So he had kind of the, the Chris Reeve thing going on. So he wanted to bulk up. So he's been working out. 
And uh, I mean, he looked damn good, you know, in the costume. By the time it was it was time to go to this thing, so I was really proud of him. And uh, and he shelled out on his own to to go to the convention and all. I and I just pictured him saying, "I've been uh, working out like." Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, Scott, uh, Scott, could I ask a question? Yeah, go ahead. What's a gym? <laughs> <laughs> it's the word before so, you know, beam. He, Oh, sorry. <laughs> but, you know, he, he now I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, you know he's out of school now. He's working his first job and everything. So you know he was he was proud to you know pay his own way. So he bought his own ticket and everything. I I bought my ticket. So we went, and it was sixty bucks was the ticket for this thing. Now we hadn't been in a couple of years, and the and the you know when we first moved here, we went to MegaCon. I believe we went every year. At first, you know, when we first moved here, but there was a couple years ago where it just got so damn congested. That was the main reason I stopped going. It, it wasn't that I wasn't having a good time. It was that it was just so crowded. Plus, was, the same was that stars, the year that, that that Ben and I came over? I think I think that was the last time. So when was that? That was that's a good three. That's, about, yeah, three, it was about yeah? three three years ago at least, yeah. three or four years. And you know, I noticed that the that the same celebrities kept up. You know, as far as the comic creators, because that's all I really care about is the comic book people. The same comic book people kept appearing. So, you know, after you'd seen them for you know three four years in a row, it was like, okay, you know, let me take a break. So we took a break. This was our first year going, and like I say, about three years. And you know, at the end of the day. I came to the same conclusion that that Paul came to. Now, I want to preface this by saying it's not that I didn't have a good time. We did. We had a really good time. We both commented on what a good time we had. But at the end of the day, what what did we pay for? Uh, you know, disregarding the the physical things that we bought while we were there, what did that sixty dollars admission get us? And what it really got us was the privilege of going in and spending more money. That's really all it did. I mean, because you don't walk away with anything, you know? I mean, I so, guess some people could say it's the experience, seeing other cosplayers. But really, you could just stay outside and see the other cosplayers, right? You know, and I thought of that because I said that to Logan. I said, you know, if we come to this next year and, and you want to come and do this again, I said, I would seriously consider coming, paying for parking, which I, I, I couldn't believe it. They actually gave us a break on parking. I, I was shocked because when we were approaching the toll plaza, I'm like, damn, this is almost as much as parking at Disney, you know, uh, on the sign. But then when we actually got up there, so I think the sign was, I want to say it was, it was either 17 or $19, which I thought, man, that's a lot. Yeah, but then when we got up there, they only charged us 10 bucks. So it was some sort of special for the convention. So I thought, eh, 10 bucks, you know, 10 bucks that's reasonable, I thought. Um, and then I, you know, like I say, you know, most of the of the gatherings, like the big photo shoots and and kind of the the just parade of costumes, if you will, really does happen outside of the convention floor. The convention floor really is for the merch, you know. And so I was thinking about that, thinking that you know, if we do this shit next year or, or any time in the near future, it might be just paying for parking and then going in and just hanging out. In the in the like the auditorium section of it, because I, I just don't you know why would you pay all that money to go in to spend more <laughs> to spend more money, but anyway, you know so he was going for the for the cosplay I was going to support him and I and I you know I took some money with me thinking 
well, while we're there, I'm going to hunt for some back issues. Des- despite the, the misperception that's out there that I'm not collecting anymore, I, I just want to lay that to rest. I-, I still collect comics, okay? Just because I'm selling some things off doesn't mean that suddenly I don't collect comics anymore. I'm still collecting. I've just caught way back. But uh, I quickly realized, you know, as we walked around the floor, that the back issue prices were goddamn ridiculous. I mean, it was really, really bad. I, I saw only one vendor at the entire thing that had 50 cent books, and most everybody was $2 and up. Now, I knew that we'd been slowly moving away from 50 cent books for quite a while, that kind of the standard now, the, the, the 50 cent bin has become the dollar bin, and I've, I've grudgingly come to accept that. Okay, a buck, you know? But I didn't even really see dollar bins. Most everything was $2 and up. And I'm like, you know, a, a dollar was kind of that make or break for me on a, on a lot of back issues. Two bucks? Now you're, now you're having, I'm really having to think about it, you know? Do I really want to spend $2 on, you know, that, that filler issue of Warlord that I need? Not really. Not when I've gotten the entire rest of the collection for a dollar or less, you know, an issue. So that sort of thing. And uh, so, you know, we went, we had a, you know, the good time we walked, you know, the entire floor, we, you know, we checked out, you know, different merchandise areas and everything. And, uh, you know, they had like the R2 builders and all that sort of thing. And uh, I just, I had kind of a, a list here of just some, some impressions, some things I wanted to comment The airing on. of the grievances. Yeah. So one of the big ones, and I don't know that I've ever really said anything about this on a podcast before but i know i i I comment about it a lot online you know on social media so you know forgive me if you've heard this before or read this before from me but like i said i don't know i've ever mentioned it on a show but i just want to put this out there to our listeners in case there's listeners that are not aware of this but cgc the comics grading, whatever the hell it is, certification, that is the <laughs> biggest scam that has ever come down the pike. And I'm not even talking comic books. I'm talking just scams in general. So I was shocked by their presence at this thing. They had a massive booth, possibly the shocked, biggest. They'll probably support it. Yeah. Now, if you're not aware what, what these people are, These assholes set themselves up. This was 80s, I think, late 80s, that they came into existence. They popped into existence and proclaimed themselves basically the ultimate authority on grading comic books. So what happens is you send your comics to these people, or in this case, you could go to their booth. You give them your comic. They go over it with a fine-tooth comb, supposedly, with their own grading system that they created, and then they assign a value to your comic, a number value. So it's going to be, you know, 5.5 or 9.6 or whatever, and they seal it, slab it, a lot of people call it. So that you can never look at it again. Yeah, you can never never see it again. And and by human hands again. Now, the reason that I say that this is a scam, and and I firmly believe that it is, is that, for one, they're accepting money for this. So that right there creates a whole area of sketchiness, is that you're paying them to have them assign a grade for you. But also, 
there is no oversight of these people. There's nobody that, that comes to them that is a higher authority that's looking over their shoulder going, well, you know, you assign this a 5.6 and it's really a 5.8 or vice versa, you know. So they have set themselves up in this business as the ultimate authority. On who say so? On their own say so. No, on, on the idiots that are willing to, and you know what, yeah. I, I'm going I'm to be, I want to take that back. I don't want to call people idiots. On the suckers. No, it's true. I mean, I'm not going to go with idiots. I'm going to call them suckers. <laughs> on the suckers who, I, who no, are willing to give them that authority. Because now you're, what you're doing is you're taking books that would have a street value of, say, a buck. But because they gave it a 9.8 and slabbed it, it's now behind the counter somewhere selling for like $45. So you know what I've seen? I've, like I say, I've been doing a lot of selling on, on eBay recently of my own collection. Here's what I've seen. This is how ignorant this has turned into. I have seen people where I will list something. And I, you know... I rely on my own grade pretty well. I feel like I've been doing this comic book thing for over 40 years personally. Now, I would never go so far as to say my word is authority. If I say this is near mint, it's near. I'm not saying that. So what I do when I list them on there, I will always go a grade lower than I think the book actually is. So if I think it's a, very, it's a near mint, I'll list it as very fine. You know, just to cover my ass in case you get that person that's, you know, really anal retentive is going to nitpick you, right? So say I list something on there and I list it as very fine and I list it for 10 bucks. I have seen people where they, they won't seek that out. A very fine book, you know, say Dirtman number three. They won't pay Ooh. my ten dollars for a very fine copy <laughs> of that. They'll spend four hundred dollars for a good plus version that is slapped. Explain the logic to that shit to me, because I don't get it. Just because these CGC assholes have assigned a grade to it that in many cases is lower, they're willing to shell out ridiculous amounts of money because it's oh it's certified by cgc as opposed to paying a pittance for something that's possibly in a higher grade just because i don't have some sort of official seal on it, it uh, somebody needs to explain that to me because i just don't get it at all plus now you're getting it and it's in this stupid sealed container so you can't open it. You can't look. If you do, then you've just completely voided the whole, you know, supposed thing of its grade and all. I'd have to be resubmitted if you even care. I just don't get it. I, I think it's the stupidest thing that's ever come down the pike for comics. And I think it's yet another reason why, you know, comics are dying. It's the stupidest thing in a field. It's just with with a, a bevy of stupid things. Yeah. Tell me about it. But 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 that's, so anyway, in, that's um, in every collecting, you know. I'm into the trains, you know, Lionel. Right. There's people who buy engines and things and go, well, don't run it because if you run it, it's not going to be worth as much. <laughs> well, what the hell was the point of buying it? Right, right, yeah. And sitting it in the driveway, going, doesn't that look nice? Yeah, don't drive that car because it's going to, you know, don't drive it off the lot because it's going to depreciate, you know. Yeah, that it doesn't make any sense. It really does not. Well, there, well, there, there is a yeah. difference in mentality that that I've I've often talked about between being a collector 
and being a speculator. So right. if you're of a mind that this thing has to be slabbed or, you know, that you buy whatever action figure and it has to stay in the box because it'll depreciate if you take it out, then you're buying it for the sake of, re- of sale, resale value. You're not buying it because you're enjoying it. You're not, you know, it, to me, it, it's, it's not as much fun of a hobby then. Um, right. You know, and I understand if somebody gave me a copy of Action Comics number one, I would want it on. I would want it to be slipped because I wouldn't want to take a chance of the value decreasing, you know, due to wear and tear. Because that's a major investment as opposed to just something I'm, I'm going to have. I'm not going to sit, you know, and, and read that while I'm drinking a cup of coffee, you know. <laughs> that would right. be funny. <laughs> so so I, I can understand when it's a book that truly is an investment. But. You know, your average book is just isn't an investment. And I'm not talking about necessarily books you're getting off the stand now. I'm saying if you go to the, the comic store and you buy for, I don't even know what it would, excuse me, what it would go for right now. But, you know, for $25, you buy a copy of Avengers number, you know, 92. You know, right. There's no point in slabbing it. Right. Ah, but, but if you bury it in the sand for a thousand years, <laughs> well, then maybe, then maybe you slab it. You know, I, to me, that's 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 the difference between being a collector and being a speculator. And you know, speculators nearly killed this hobby once already. Yeah, they're doing a fine job of it again. You know, it's what I always say with these people is, you know, if if that's your if that's your motive, if that's your goal, if you're not into comics because you enjoy the characters, you enjoy the art, you enjoy reading them, whatever. If you're just in it because you think you're going to get rich quick, then you know why the hell don't you go into like the stock market or something? You know, there, there's it's much there's safer investment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I would think that there's much quicker and easier ways to make a make a quick buck than speculating on funny books because it's such a fickle market. It's up and down, and I, I don't I don't get it. But now, anyway, I have back- one slabbed book that was sent to me by. Derek, Derek, Derek William Crab, and that was Avengers Volume One, Number Two, which completed my collection. That's the only right. slabbed book I have. Right. So. And I remember and us you, having a discussion on whether that should, at some point, be unslabbed. And I think I fell on the side, and I, I don't know if this makes me a hypocrite, but I think I fell on the side of, well, if it's slabbed already, I would leave it. I right. would not. I would never slab it. But once it is slabbed. Especially since that's a book to complete your collection that you already have other means of reading it. You know, you have digital copies of it, you have reprints of it. I don't really see the problem. Mm. <laughs> you know what? Just, just, just come out and say it. There's no, there's no reason that should be a private message because it makes that whole conversation much funnier. <laughs> I opened it. <laughs> I, I couldn't stand it. I couldn't stand it. I'm like, it's the only one. It's the oh, it doesn't even fit in the freaking box, right? With all the other books, I'm like, I can, I, I'm sorry, Derek. I, don't <laughs> I would never make it with Pandora's box. I just don't have the willpower. <laughs> don't open this, okay? Ah! <laughs> I can just see, you know, all, all the sins swirling around. <laughs> This just became one of my favorite episodes. Oh, and I'm, I'm, I'm also picturing in Ghostbusters, when they say, don't look directly into it. I just look directly into it. <laughs> I looked at the trap, Ray. 
Oh, that's funny. I have this image of Bill with a saw cutting the thing <laughs> with, with, with a circular saw. <laughs> I I I just kept looking at it. And I'm like, uh. so I tried to put it in the box, and it like cocked at an angle, and it took up a space of like like twelve issues. I'm like, damn it! I'm also picturing in my mind, Bill. Then I tried putting it on the side, cracking it open, and then putting it back in there and using scotch tape to reseal it. <laughs> Actually, I did take it out, <laughs> and I'm like looking at it, go, oh man, like he's gonna kill me. I, I can't I can't it's 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 not a collection if it's different from all the others you should put the box on eBay and sell it as mint box no no, no I'll slab the open slab box you should just just sell just sell the slab yeah no book in it no book it's invisible submit the, the empty slab for the smell of that issue and see what they grade it. Oh, this oh such a rich bouquet. I mean, why that? Why not? It's it's no sillier than some of the other shit that people been. Somebody submitted a piece of a page of what was it? An action number one, I think. Did you guys see this on, on no, Facebook recently? No. And I thought it was a joke, and it was it was legit. It was somebody actually did this, and they assigned a grade to a piece of an issue. What, and I'm like, what grade did they give it? I I don't <laughs> remember. It was ridiculous, though. I'm like, are you serious at this point? I mean, come on. But anyway, getting back to specifically uh, Megacon. Um, so you know, it's not bad enough that the that the back issue prices are bad. The the merch was very expensive this year. I noticed. And I don't remember noticing that as bad in in years past. You know, you could usually get a you know a good deal on you know some T-shirts or something like that. I noticed that a lot of their prices were a lot higher. But the big thing I noticed was the food. The food oh. was goddamn ridiculous. We we tried the price of food What's when that? we went to the Tampa Bay one. It was like you know six dollars for like a like a hamburger and well wait a minute they they ran out of food. Remember that's yeah right. they did yeah that's right that yeah. was the big and they ran out we because we left and we, we went were somewhere all starving. else. Which, <laughs> you know right. we we're like. Yeah, we were there for the whole day because we, you know, the we we purposely chose to go Saturday, which is the busiest day. So I can't really complain about the crowds that much, although they were ridiculous, because we did go on what I knew was going to be the busiest day. But the reason we did that was because those are the longest hours, so they were open from 10 a.m. until 7 p.m. Which, I just got to say, you know, you, you would think nine hours, you're thinking, oh, man, nine hours, that's plenty of time. You know, we might not even stay the whole day. It was crazy, man. It was like Disneyland. I mean, it went by so fast. Yeah. And we just barely made one complete circuit through the entire venue. And It know, would have been like noon, and I would have been saying, can we go? Can we go? Can we go? No, it's, it, was, it was nuts. But, I mean, I was determined that if I was paying 60 bucks, I was seeing the whole damn convention. Well, no, 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 no. No, the one I'm talking about is when we went to the Tampa one, remember? No, no, we, I know. Oh, no, okay. No, yeah, I know what you I mean. don't think that one was 60. Was I, I think that one was 40. I don't even think it was that much. Damn. Yeah. The last time we went to New York Comic Con together, what did we last? Till about 3 o'clock? Yes. At the latest. I think it was less than that. But did you do the whole floor? Or you just yeah, we we, got we walked around Artist Alley. We walked around the, the, the sales floor. 
we checked a few things out. We met up with a few people. We had something to eat, and it was like, mm. all right, I'm ready to head home. Head for home. How about you? Because we left and then went and got something to eat. That's right. We job. went to the pizzeria on the way to the train station. With the well, see, we were job. in, we were in the Tampa one, and there was a big storm that blew up outside. So everybody right. stayed inside, and they ran out of food. Yeah. So did. there's like it was like, it was coming like. Night of the Nerd of the Living Dead because it's like all these all these people are yeah. oh I'm so hungry oh. we were yeah we were trapped in the mall by you know hordes of flesh eating smelly nerds instead of zombies in this case you know because there was no food we we're gonna start eating each other eventually so we like ran ran back to our parking spot which was what was our parking spot Scott eleven thirty eight one one three eight so and, uh, and got some good old Nate, uh, Nathan's hot dogs, and then went back in. If you guys, if you guys make it back to New York, I think we have to go to like the real Nathan's. Oh, I'd love that. Mm. I would love that. They had a booth at MegaCon, and and in retrospect, I wish I'd gone over there and gotten something to eat because we ended up eating from a place. I'm trying to remember what it was called. It was like a Taste of Asia, I think was the name of it, and it was nasty. <laughs> Well, that's it what was, Asia tastes like. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> now, what do you expect now, when you're eating on. a continent? In, in fairness to 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 them, you know, Logan liked his. He had no complaints. He got the orange chicken. I got. I don't even. It was supposed to be teriyaki chicken. It it had no flavor at all. It was like eating a piece of paper. It was absolutely completely flavorless, and the rice was just. Uh, it was like uh, it was wrong. There was just something wrong with it. it so was you're not- saying it was like eating a page from Action Comics number one? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think yeah, Action Comics number one would probably taste better than this uh, than this meal did. <laughs> Tim, it was Tim, Tim Hill got Tim Hill got a, got only a uh, 2.0 uh, rating. <laughs> 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 it was slabbed. If only. All right, so here. Here I'm I'm working my way to my big complaints here. So here, oh, wait, we haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> here's my biggest complaint of all. And see you you guys tell me when I when I tell you this story if you would not be just livid pissed, right? So the whole reason that we went to this thing was for Logan to cosplay, right? So we looked up the the night before we looked up their itinerary, you know, their program to see you know, because I figured we would go and we we do the floor and all that, but you know, it is a convention. They do have you know panels and such. So I thought, eh, maybe there'll be something that we'll want to do. Plus, I knew that there were a lot of media stars that were going to be there. So I thought, you know, I'll, I'll look through the itinerary and see what there is. I went through the entire itinerary, and there was one thing that we wanted to do. One, one single thing. And that was, and I sh- I'm sure you guys have seen this either at this convention or at other conventions, where all of the cosplayers that are of a like theme, theme. get yeah. together and get a group picture. So Logan wanted to be part of the DC Comics themed picture. And in the program and on their website, it said that this picture was happening at 2.30 in the cosplay photo park. So at at about 140 or so, because I wanted to give ourselves plenty of time, because this this venue is huge, where we were. I wanted to give us plenty of time to get there, because I had no idea where the hell the the cosplay photo park was. 
So we left the convention floor, we went outside, and we found the information booth, which turned out to be the most misnamed friggin' booth at the entire thing because these assholes had no idea what the hell we were talking about or where it was. So we go up there, and she pulls out the map, and she finds this little tiny corner that is, of course, right smack in the middle of the friggin' convention floor that says cos- it was said something like cosplay area or something. So I'm like, I don't think that's where it is. No, 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 this is where it is, sir. Trust me. We know this is where it's at. All right, whatever. So Logan and I go, and we fight our way through this massive crowd. I mean, it's like a Who concert to get to this area that she talked about. We get there, and it, all it is is it's, it's like this set-aside area for if you're cosplaying, this is where you can hang out and check out the other costumes. That's it. There was There was no info booth there was no officials from the anything it was just like an area set aside for costume people you know so we mill around for a little while and we're like this is not it so then we have to fight our way back out and back up to the info booth by this point it was like 204 so the thing's happening in mere minutes right so i go back up and I happen to get the exact same person again. And at this point, I'm like, okay, I've been nice. I've tried to do it the nice way. Now I'm going to be an asshole, you know? So I go up there and I'm like, okay, you sent us to the wrong thing. This is not what it was. And I'm not leaving until you get on the horn and find out where the hell this venue is. This is the one thing that we wanted to do. This is what we paid to do. Okay, okay. So she gets out the radio. She starts calling around. Half the people she's calling don't speak English. And she finally gets supposedly the big boss of the information booth people on the on the horn. And she's like, okay, let me find out. And like 20 minutes later, we're, we're not hearing anything back. So she calls her and she's like, well, did you find anything out? Yeah, well, I asked around. Nobody seems to know where it is. So they the ended up, I mean, this to this woman, this was like the end of the conversation. She's like, well, we tried. We don't know. I'm like, are you? Are you kidding me? And besides, I have to get back to motor vehicle in an hour. Yeah, exactly. So then she starts to give me this bullshit story about, well, you know, this this thing is not really part of Megacon. It's sponsored by an independent. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, stop right there. I said, "I, I don't care who sponsors what. I don't care who's in charge of that or whatever. This shit is on your website. It, I'm, I'm now not, picturing Steve Martin from Plane, Trains, and Automobiles with the car I, rental lady. It was getting to that point, I swear <laughs> to God. And I try, believe me, I have worked my entire life in, in guest service. I try not to be like that. But when you don't even make an effort, I, I really have no mercy for you whatsoever. And this woman, she, all she wanted was for me to go away. But I'm like, I'm not going away without an answer, goddammit. You know, it's like, step up and do your job. Now, I realize that these people are probably some sort of volunteers or something. They probably weren't even paid for this position. But still, I mean, just no, there was no concern. There was no, you know, the biggest thing that really irritated the shit out of me is at this point, you know, Logan... You know, I mean, he's really bummed about this. He's disappointed. You know, he's he's put so much work into this, and and at this point, we're missing this event. If it's even happening, which we couldn't even find that. You know, was it actually really even happening? Because I thought, you know, we'd see people or hear an announcement or something, and there was nothing. So, 
clearly you can just look at the kid and see he's disappointed. No offer of sympathy. You know, no, gee, I'm really sorry. This sucks. I, you know, I'm so sorry. We don't know. And you know, is there anything else I can do? Nothing. It was just totally well. We don't know. And go away. And it's like, wow. You know what? Shitty customer service. It was terrible. So that that really colored this whole experience for me. The fact that you know, here's the information booth, and it's completely useless. They they couldn't tell you anything. So, moving on from that, um, one thing I couldn't help but notice, and I, and I was well aware of this before we even got to the thing, I, I really noticed there were very few big names for comic books this year. Now, they had plenty of presence in um, Artist Alley, you know, as far as artist presence, but... Wow, they were they were really missing the names that they've had of years past. I mean, you know, they used to get like um, um, Bob Layton, and you know, just all these ones. You know, Bill knows you know the ones that we've seen you know go for years. You know, Billy Tucci and uh, you know all those guys, Jimmy Palmiotti. None of those guys were there this year. Very very few big names. I mean, honestly. The, the two biggest names just off the top of my, my head I can remember seeing there was um, uh, Doug Menke was there. And I was frustrated with him because I, I sought him out and everything he had as far as lithos and art and everything to, to purchase was all like his, his ultra-modern stuff. Now, I know the guy best from his work on X for Dark Horse. That's, that's where I discovered the guy. Nothing with X whatsoever. And I'm like, really? Okay. So I moved on. I didn't even talk to the guy. And then the other one. Now, granted, this this is arguably current day, probably the biggest name in comics as far as like the, you know, the classic, the old guys go. And that's Neil Adams. Mm-hmm. I, I got just one thing to say about that with Neil. And, and I'm going to talk directly to Neil on the, on the off chance that this ever makes it to Neil Adams' ears. <clears throat> Pretty confident Pretty it isn't, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah I know, right? <laughs> but, you know, Neil, dude, love you, but you need to f- get over yourself, man. $40 a print? Are you kidding me? Wow. So, you know, there were other artists there, a lot of other artists. Now, granted, nobody on, on that level of Neil Adams, but I'm just going to give you a great example of, of what I'm talking about. Sam De La Rosa. Now, I don't know if you know this guy or not. He, he's, he's a professional. He's been around for a while. He's an inker. Sam De La Rosa is a damn fine artist, and he had beautiful lithos there, a whole bunch of them. Ten bucks. Ten bucks a, a litho. And I, I bought a couple of them from him. And Neil had, I mean, tables and tables and tables full of his. I mean, it's Neil Adams. And I love the guy and I love his art, but I'm paying 40 bucks a litho. I, I had mean, bought one from end- him years ago uh, at New York Comic Con. And it was when I had the four day pass, and Thursdays were exclusive to people with the four day passes. So it was nice and empty. It was, you know, it was kind of cool. Uh, and mm-hmm. I actually had a chance to sit down and talk to him for, for about 15 minutes. But the picture was 20 bucks, and he autographed it, and he sat and talked to me for 15 minutes, and then we took a picture together. So I thought, to me, that was 20 bucks that was well spent. But I doubt you would have had any of the opportunity like that at this nope. thing. 
So I did know. I wish to God I'd had the sense to take a picture of it, and I didn't think of it until you know days later. Uh, actually, thinking about doing this show is when I really thought about it. But he had a sign up at each one of his tables that basically gave the the dollar breakdown of the experiences that you could have with him. Now, I will say in, in Neil's defense, if you purchased a print at forty bucks, it did say that he would sign it for you, which I thought. Okay, that you know that's cool, um, but then that sort of entails having to deal with Neil Adams. <laughs> I don't want to talk to Neil Adams because oh no, it's it's, it's, it's it, but it's real fun. I have uh, to say, it is fun to talk to him. I don't know. And then there was a separate charge. I I don't remember what it was now, but there was a separate charge for a picture because I started to take a picture of him. And then I noticed that he had handlers about, and I thought, oh, I can just imagine what kind of a shitstorm this will be if I if I try to snap a picture of him, you know, without without paying the charge or whatever. So I didn't do it. But the whole thing just put a very sour taste in my mouth because, you know, I love these guys. And, and I know that for so many of them that this has now become their bread and butter. This, this is how they earn a living. And I, I respect all that. But there was just something kind of slimy about it that just really rubbed me the wrong way. And a lot of it was was the prices he was charging. I realize he's Neil Adams. And the guy's, I mean, he's a god in this business and everything. But 40 bucks a print, man. I mean, and, and you know, this was the kind of litho where you could kind of tell, like, it's, it's runoff on a personal printer. And, I mean, it was great quality and all. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, it wasn't. There wasn't inherently anything great about the prints themselves, you know. It's you know other than the the artwork that was featured on them. I don't know if I'm explaining this very well, but it, it just put me off. And I mean, the one that I really really wanted is he had a uh, a print of the cover of uh, Superman versus Muhammad Ali, you know. But it's it, it's basically it's an eleven by seventeen, which is not very big. So it's it was actually smaller. I, I'm I think than the actual cover, you know, if you had the actual issue in that oversized format and everything. And I'm just thinking, forty bucks is that? I mean, that's a lot of money for just. How much was the photograph? I want. It was at least ten dollars. So I want to say it was more like twenty or something. Did you ask if you took the package of the print, the autograph, and the photo? Did you was the happy ending included? <laughs> Just to reach around. If you bought a if, if you if you bought a print, you got you got it signed by him. They did the sign did say that. Beyond that, I'm not sure what other uh, gratuities were included. <laughs> you'll you'll have to ask Robert Kraft. <laughs> Oh, but God, I, yeah, I just, I, I, it really did put me off. It, it honestly did. I'm like, I, uh, no. I do see you might have stopped by Joe Pinto's booth because it looks like I, Joe Pinto it, posted a picture of Logan. He remains the nicest dude in the world. He is, he's so cool. He's such a class act. So I'm sorry. I know I'm, I'm really bogarting this. Uh, no, no, this no. Real quick, uh, and this will be my last thing. I, I did want to cover real quick what I got. So. Sadly, I did not buy a single comic at this thing, which is the whole damn reason that I went to it. Honestly, that's not quite true. In fairness, I, I did go wanting to, to, to hunt back issues, but 
I really enjoy going through Artist Alley and both checking out, you know, the art from the artists that I know, you know, the comic book guys and guys like Joe Pinkerton. Uh, oh, there's a storm coming in. Oh my god. Look out! I think it's storm to start. It's <laughs> I think the house just fell on the Wicked Witch. What Did it stop? <laughs> yeah, yeah. stop. It's weird that it just starts like that out of nowhere. Benny M, Benny M, it's a twister, it's a twister. <laughs> I wish I knew what was causing it. <laughs> I don't know. But, but uh, ghost. you know, I also enjoy just, you know, finding really good artwork by, you know, some of the, the you know, the no-names, you know, the up-and-comers type of thing there, too, so... Uh, so I'm just going to run down real quick what what I did end up getting. I, I did end up getting several lithos that uh, that I really really liked. So this from Joe, one, from Joe, uh, from others. Jo- you mean John Pinto? Oh yeah, John. Yeah, I, I did. I'll, I'll get to those. Um, okay. So unfortunately, this this first one here, I don't have the artist's name. I, I will post pictures when this episode goes up. I will post pictures of all this artwork I'm going to talk about. So you can actually see what I'm talking about. I don't know this artist's name, and that really bums me out that I didn't get his name. I probably got a business card from him. But it is a beautiful shot of RoboCop. And uh, I just I was really taken by this. It's a great shot. Um, it's you know, it's when he's all kind of scarred up after you know the police try to take him out in the first movie and everything, and in the background, uh, there's an Ed 209. It's just it's it's very artfully done. Uh, it's painted, and I just thought it was great, so I, I couldn't resist. It was ten bucks. Now, actually, this one was this one ten bucks or five bucks? It was either five or ten bucks, and I mean, for five or ten bucks, an eleven by seventeen print of RoboCop, I couldn't pass it up. I just uh, so I picked that up. Um, I got two prints because this guy, despite in my opinion being a superstar, he's very humble, and uh, he he saw that I liked both prints. And he went down because his, his prints, I want to say they were 20 bucks, but he said if you want them both, he goes, I'll, I'll sell you them both for 30 And I couldn't pass it up. And that is um, Sergio, Car- I think his name is pronounced Cariello. Do you guys know this artist? Uh, Not offhand, no. He sounds familiar, yeah. He's fantastic. He worked, what, what I know him from and where I really fell in love with his art is uh, he worked on dynamite comics run on the lone ranger the the first series on the lone ranger and he had two prints and i and i bought them both one print is the lone ranger and the other one is tonto and his take on these characters is is just fantastic i love his art if you've ever seen the no he he did the action bible yes i was just gonna say if you've ever seen the action What's it? What's it called? It's like the Action he- Heroes Bible, something like that. It's just called the Action Bible. Oh, is it just the Action Bible? Yeah, mm-hmm. he's the artist on that, and I wish, 
if I'd have known I wasn't going to spend a lot more money at the con, I, I really wish was I'd Was he had my free time. comic book day? I think he was. I, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I've, I've hmm. met him before. We've, we've seen him before, and I want to say we stopped... When, when I've been at uh, MegaCon with you before, I think we stopped by his booth because I got some things signed by him. Hmm. I think you were with me for that. I, I don't remember. But yes, he, he does the Action Bible. If you ever go to like uh, like Hobby Lobby, they always have copies of it there. Um, fantastic art. Really, really nice guy. Very humble. And uh, I really like him because, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's a Christian artist. And I wish I had known that I really wasn't going to spend that much more money at the con because I'd have spent more money at his booth. So I was impressed that you know, amongst the the lithographs uh, of his art, you know, like Lone Ranger and other books, you know, Action Bible and things he worked on, he had these uh, lithos that he had done that were different superheroes, um, and they had like an inspirational message under them. I forget what exactly it said. It said something like, "Even superheroes need a savior," or something to that effect. And it was different superheroes kneeling. And behind them was Jesus Christ, like, putting a hand on their shoulder or, like, you know, almost looking like he was praying over them or something. And I really liked those. Um, The one that caught my eye was the Superman one, of course. You know, Superman's kind of kneeling down and, and Jesus, I think he was putting his hand on his shoulder, I think. But then I noticed that he had a lot of other ones with a similar theme. And there was a Spider-Man one. There was a Hulk one. The Thor one was awesome because Thor was uh, was holding Mjolnir, you know, in his you know like he does by the by the um, hilt, and then Jesus was actually holding Mjolnir by you know by the actual head of the hammer, and it was like he was praying with Thor. And I just I was really struck by these because they were they were just beautiful and and I really liked this guy's art. So if I get a chance to see him again or, or I actually have his contact information, I might end up getting some of those uh, those religious ones because I really liked them. I thought they were neat. Um, so I stopped by uh, Sam uh, Delarosa's table and the first thing that caught my eye, he had this awesome, awesome print. And uh, again, he, he was the inker on this. I'm trying to remember who the artist is on this. Oh, actually, it says Anthony Williams was the artist. And it was a shot of Spider-Man being attacked by the Beatle. And I've always been a mark for the Beatle. I really like this character. And uh, he's one of my John favorite. John Paul, George, or Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> and I spotted another piece by him that stuck in my mind so much that I actually circled back to his table at the end of the convention just to pick this up because I decided, you know, I, I, I'm going to kick myself if I don't get it. And I went back, and this is the cover to Marvel Tales number 280. It's uh, a Ron Lim picture inked by Delarosa, and it's Captain America and Hercules holding back a very pissed-off Spider-Man wearing his black outfit. I don't know what this story is or whatever. I, I'd never seen this cover before, but it just really struck me, and I, I had to have it. It's it's gorgeous. I really like that one. Um, Logan met a new artist, and again, I don't remember what the guy's name was, um, but he had Back to the Future prints 
and he had uh, a print for each of the three films. And so Logan bought the complete series, and when he bought the complete series, the guy said, all right, well, you get to pick out a free litho. And Logan had seen me kind of ooing and aahing over the guy's Boba Fett print, so he uh, he picked up the Boba Fett one and gave it to me as a gift, which I thought was pretty awesome. And here's what Bill's been waiting for. Um, so John Pinto was there, and like I say, John Pinto, just a hell of a nice guy. And at first, I don't think he had any idea who I was, but then as we got to talking, I think he kind of remembered me. And uh, you know, we're facing called security. <laughs> And I had told him, you know, that uh, I was hoping to run into him there because ever since I saw he did a, an Indiana Jones piece, I wanted it, and he had it there. Now, this is the Indiana Jones. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but it's the Indiana Jones one that is a Saturday evening post cover. So it's like a – yeah, it's done like it's, a you know, the cover to an issue of the Saturday evening post. And it's got Indy. It's got his dad. It's got Sala and Marion and uh, Willie Scott and um, Marcus Brody and Short Round. And what I really like about this is that, you know, his art style is, is very photorealistic without being just, you know, uh, um, you know, copies. And the pose that Indy is making is, to me, very, very reminiscent of the cover of The Further Adventures of Indiana Jones' uh, Marvel comic from back in the day. So I really like that print. And then I was telling John, I said, you know, you recently posted something on your Facebook page that when I saw it, I said, oh, man, when I see him again, I've got to get a copy of that. And I said, no, I can't remember what the hell it was. I said, what did you just recently post? He's like, oh, dude, I post stuff all the time. So he had this big book with him. And he said, here, look through the book and see if you can find it. So I started thumbing through the book. And one of the first things I found was this beautiful print that he did from Logan's Run. And this is this just gorgeous. It's uh, you know, it's Logan, it's Jessica looking super sexy. And, uh, you know, behind them, it's got, you know, the the um, the life clock, you know, in the hand. And it's got, you know, the creepy ski face people that, you know, get zapped at the beginning of the movie and everything. Just a great print. And, of course, my son was with me. Uh, Logan and Logan is named for this movie, <laughs> and so I pointed to John. I you know I told to John. I said, uh, I said, oh Logan's run. I said I love this movie. I said, guess what his name is? Pointing at my son, and he goes, uh, run. <laughs> he goes, well, I had a fifty-fifty shot. He said, so you know he was joking, but I thought that was really funny. And then on the last page of the book, I found the one that I had been thinking. I just couldn't remember what it was. He did for the 40th anniversary um, release that just passed for Superman the movie. He did a new litho, and it's, of course, you know, Christopher Reeve Superman, but he's making the pose that Superman makes on the cover of Superman number one, you know, that, that one that, you know, where he's kind of reached his apex as he's, as he's leaping into the air. And it's it's that pose, but with the Christopher Reeve Superman, and then along each side of the poster, it's got you know all the major characters of the movie, you know from Jor-el to Lex Luthor and the Phantom Zone villains and all that, and uh, it's just beautiful. It it gives the dates 1978, 2018, and then at the top it says We believed a man could fly, and I think this just might be my favorite uh poster image i've ever seen of superman the movie it's just it's beautiful i mean it's like brings tears to your eyes beautiful it's just gorgeous 
So all three of those prints, I think I paid 30 bucks. So again, yeah. you know, here's a guy, you know, incredibly, incredibly talented artist, beautiful, beautiful art, and you know, ten bucks a print. You know, this this is how it should be. You know, when you meet these guys and they're and they're willing to give you a break, you know, because you're a big admirer of their work and and that, you know, not not to keep picking on Neil, but you know, come on, man, forty bucks a you know for a single print. That's it's just that's ridiculous to me. But uh, I, I told John, I said, uh, dude, at this point, you are seriously dominating my comic book room, you know, art wise, because I mean, I've got I've got so many of his prints now. I've got he did a He's done a couple of Rocketeers. I've got one of his Rocketeers. I've got Six Million Dollar Man. I've got uh, a really great Shazam print he did a few years ago um, from the you know the classic TV show uh, Shazam. I'm trying to remember what other ones. I know I've got some other ones that he did too. Uh, another Superman the movie one that he did a while. Don't you have a Captain America one too? Captain America, yes, you got me the Captain America one. Yes, Cap- oh that's right. Yeah, the, the, the war the war bonds one, yeah. Uh, which is you know the Captain America the movie Captain America one, but it's done like an old uh, like World War II image. So yeah, I mean I've got I've got a lot of this guy's artwork in my room. yeah I've got some Star Trek ones the Flash. Um, yep. I mean I've got one from the Cage. For, you know with um, did you Jeffrey get the Hunter. are you are you the one that got the Supernatural one? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I got, yeah. I, I I gave that to my daughters because they were they were fans of Supernatural before I was. Of course, now when they move away, maybe I'll keep it. <laughs> <laughs> it comes with the house. Yeah, his uh, his oh. other one, that, the oh. other Superman one that I have is the one where it's uh, Chris where Reeves he's standing kinda... and he's looking like in profile, like yeah. he's standing straight and he's got his head turned. Yeah, and it's it's got the Cape Wonder Stun City newspaper article as the backdrop behind him, which is really cool. That's mm-hmm. that's a great one too. But yeah, his, I mean, his artwork is fantastic, and he he you know you you name just about any geeky property, he's probably done a litho for it at least once. I mean, he's done you know Star Trek both new and old. I mean, just everything across the you know. Did he have a new Shazam one for the new Shazam movie? With uh, Zachary Levi, not that I recall seeing. Hmm. He he had one that I now regret that I didn't get, but I didn't get it because uh, strangely I, I was really surprised. Logan wasn't all that keen on it, but he had one um, from Spider-Man: Homecoming that I thought was really cool, and I, I hmm. wish now I'd I'd gone ahead and picked it up. But like I say, you know, when when you're doing that first circuit around the floor, you know, you're trying not to spend a lot of money and everything because you're never, you know, you're never sure what all you're going to run into, you know, so you don't want to blow everything, you know, at the first booth you come to, but, you know. I'll take it. Yeah, exactly. But if I'd I'd known that, you know, I wasn't going to spend more money than I did, then I, you know, I would have actually bought a few more things. The only other, uh, off the top of my head, the only other thing I can think of that I bought, I don't have it here in the room with me, um, but I posted pictures online, maybe you guys saw it, was uh, I bought a a t-shirt that had the classic cover to the... um, I don't know if it's an all-new collector's edition or or one of the limited collector's editions, but it was the Superman versus Wonder Woman. Yeah, I saw that. Great by, shirt. Uh, by uh, Garcia Lopez. Mm-hmm. And, mm. yeah, oh, yeah. I couldn't pass that up. I saw that, and I'm like, damn, I love that artwork. So, yeah, I had to pick that up. So, you know, 
some really good purchases. It was really nice to, you know, both see some artists that, you know, again, that I'd seen before and, you know, to meet some really talented, uh, you know, new and up and coming artists. And there was a lot of new talent there and some really good stuff. And a lot of them made me feel bad that I didn't have more money to, you know, buy a lot more prints because there was some really great artwork there. But um, it just, it was weird, you know, I, I wonder what other people go to these conventions for because, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I really went there with the intention of I, I wanted to get some new artwork, you know, and they make such a big deal about, you know, these big media stars that are there and everything. I, I wasn't really, I wasn't really into that. It's not really my scene. And it was weird because we we briefly went over to that area just really out of curiosity more than anything else to see you know what was it like expecting it was going to be a madhouse right and it was this weird combination of both insanity and desolation so there were certain celebrities you know kind of the expected ones for the most part like uh like zachary levy and michael j fox and uh uh, Doc, whatever the hell his name is, I can't remember, you know, where, where they were just mobbed. But then there were other ones that I kind of expected would be mobbed, and you could just walk right up to them. Um, we got in line briefly. We were going to go up, and, and I, I, I kind of wanted to meet... Um, man, my brain's not working. What, what's, what's Marty's mom's... the actress's name? Um, Leia Thompson. Leia yeah. Thompson. And... There was there were maybe maybe a dozen people in line, if that many. So I mean, you know, a, a half an hour's wait, and I, I could have gone up to meet her. And then as we're sitting, standing there waiting, I'm thinking, what the hell am I going to say to Leah Thompson other than you do, you're pretty, you know? <laughs> so uh, I, I liked when I got to see you naked in all the right moves. Yeah, right. So oh, is she naked? <laughs> then I'll have to yes. that. Oh, yeah. Whoa, we know what's on your rental list. Well, I was saying, like, just <laughs> work. <laughs> I was saying to Logan, you know, if I if I'd have, if I'd have realized that she would have been that easy to just walk right up to like that, then I would have brought with me. I, I used to have the official Howard the Duck movie magazine. I, I sold it just mere weeks ago when I started purging, right? So I don't even have it anymore. But you know, I just you know it was one of those things. It's like what what would I say to Leah Thompson? It was great. I, She'd be like, oh, you're one of them. Oh, did you uh, say? Well, it's funny. Did you, did you say Christopher Lloyd was there? Christopher Lloyd, yes, that, yes, he was there. So you should have went up to him and said, "What you do at a yellow light?" Slow down. I would have said. <laughs> I would have said it seems kind of empty here. <laughs> Only the computer is speaking. <laughs> Get out of there! Well, see, he had a crazy long line, though. So, you know, with, with with all of these people, I was going to say with him, but it turned out with all of these people, we, we contented ourselves with just seeing them from a comfortable distance, you know, but it, there wasn't anybody that was, that we really felt compelled to like, oh, let's, let's go up and talk to them. E you know, even if there was like, there were, there were some that were literally absolutely no way. And you know, the one that really amazed me was Nichelle Nichols. Now, I don't remember even seeing her in the program because I went through the program pretty thoroughly to see who was going to be at this thing. So I could be wrong. Maybe I just missed it. But it was weird because she was not in 
the whatever they call it celebrity alley or whatever with all the other people so where all the other stars were in this this was she doing a fan dance around the oh sorry no well here's here's the here's here's the thing if you give her five dollars she sings that song from charlie x oh god i'd give her five dollars not to sing that song. scotty is a darling or darling So we're walking through, and and they had the I'll they had take a, you home it, again, Kathleen. <laughs> so one more time. Oh, sorry, sorry, I thought so I was O'Reilly. Through, and they had you know like this DeLorean experience where you could go and you could get your picture sitting in the DeLorean. They had uh, an you ex- wanted me to pay, uh, then you got to take me back in time in it. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Oh, I thought maybe you're going to snort coke off of it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> They had, uh, you know, you know that was the problem with those. They would just follow the white line wherever they went. Oh, sorry, no, that, that, that's an old joke. Yeah, so they had it was it was this weird area where it was mostly like vehicles and props. So they had like you know the Ecto One. They had the Batmobile. They had the movie Batmobile, the first one from '89, and all these things. And we come around a corner, and here's Nichelle Nichols, just just sitting at this at this table. In a shuttlecraft. And no line at all. I mean, there was nobody there. And Logan and I are just kind of looking at each other like, wait, what? And so, Did you say something to her? No. So I, I stood there for a minute because I just was kind of stunned. Like, I cannot believe that she's right here in front of us. But there's no, there's no line. It came to that thing of, you know, what, what am I going to say to her, right? So, but I, you know, but I really didn't want to. work. Yeah, you know, so so I'm thinking about it. I'm like, you know, I really do want to go up and approach her. I, you know, I just want to shake her hand and be like, you know, thank you for, you know, for your body of work. I've really enjoyed it. You know, something stupid like that. You know what you should have done, Scott? You should have said, hey, can I get a picture? I want to reenact that scene where, where William Shatner mashed his face all over yours. <laughs> oh, God. So here, here's the thing. So I'm, I'm kind of standing there. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, like, screw up my courage to go talk to her, right? And I... And I realize, <laughs> I realize as, as I'm doing, as I'm looking at her, that she has this handler with her. This this really cute young girl is with her, and as I'm, I, I can't hear what they're saying, but I'm just kind of watching their interaction, everything. And Watch out for I, that I weird guy over there. <laughs> I suddenly realize that she's like, she's like somebody's confused old grandmother. She. Aww really had no idea where she was what was going on or anything i mean she really looked like like really out of it and i remember hearing a while back or reading somewhere that that she she had i don't know like dementia well wasn't she going to be something like that well wasn't she going to be at one of the conventions that you and i went to and then she had to cancel she was going to be at eternal con eternal con yeah 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 and so, then she had to cancel because of illness or because of something that happened. Well, I remember maybe I think that's it was illness. I think she I had a minor stroke, if I remember right. Mm. Yeah, and and it was it really was sad. And and as I was watching her, I'm like, you know, I I don't want to bother her because she really. I mean, I, I'm not trying to be funny, but she really did seem like confused, like like because I mean. Maybe it's just the way I'm interpreting the the interaction between her and her handler, but but just you know, without hearing what they were actually saying, she looked to me like she was saying to her like, "What's going on? Like, what what what's what's happening here?" You know, she she maybe, really maybe she was saying, "How come nobody's coming over and talking to me?" Uh, that, yeah, that yeah, that could be too. 
But it, it, it was. I mean, I stood there looking at that scene, and it, it just it did make me sad for her. I was like, this this is kind of. I, I hate to use the word pathetic, but it was kind of pathetic. I was like, you know, it, it is you know. Now I realize that you know she was one of the 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 seven dwarfs, as it were, and you know she's she's not Shatner or Nimoy or whatever, but still, you know to a certain historical context she was a very important person you know in 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 americana and to see her in in that kind of a venue where she's there you know having to kind of shill her autograph or whatever you know in, in the golden years of her life you know presumably to you know to to make a living or whatever it it, it really did make me kind of sad i was like that that's kind of that's kind of pathetic I really don't want to bother confused grandma at this point. So I, I just let her be, I, I didn't go over to her, but you know, it was, it was enough to just, you know, be, be close enough where I could have reached out and touched her and, you know, and, and saw her from a distance and all, but it, it, it frankly, it was really sad. I, I, I felt really bad for her cause you know, it, it really looked like they had kind of, you know, drug her to this thing without her being fully cognizant of exactly what the hell was going on. And and that to me is, that's kind of creepy, you know, that's kind of borderline like, eh, you know elder what I mean? Abuse. Well, not elder abuse, some no. just elder exploitation. You yeah, know what it's I mean? Somebody milking her. Yeah. Money. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's what it felt like. And that, that made me very uncomfortable. I'm like, you know, I mean, you know, like, how would I feel if, like, my grandmother had been some, you know, films, you know, some celebrity, some, some, you know, star at some point, and now, you know, here at the in the in the last years of her life, you know, somebody's dragging her around to, to different things to sign autographs and make a buck, and she doesn't even know what the hell's going on, you know? So I, you're that, saying she should have been at Dragon Con, huh? Oh. Huh? Uh, <laughs> Oh, you know, I had a really bad joke, but for once, I took the high road. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? The high road is the road less taken. Yeah, on this. But you know, now that you've opened that door, my joke was, well, <laughs> you cannot gonna... help yourself, can you? <laughs> no, I you got a chance to walk away, and you're not. I could have walked away and been the hero, but now I gotta, I gotta bring myself down to your level. Just walk away. We... Was. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead go ahead bring it's it's lonely up here at the top it's or the bottom well you know what, what did her chair beep beep, oh, beep. Oh. oh that's horrible and i'm horrible. i'm glad i could bring it lower Lower than Paul. That is, oh, yeah. You, oh. you you managed to you managed to to pass. I was like, you no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I have. He tasks me. And I shall I've have a, him. I've got a worse one. Oh no. <laughs> we are terrible. Go people. ahead, Dave. Think of something bad because if you're one of us, you'll do it. <laughs> her, her, God. Hailing, her hailing frequencies were close. <laughs> uh, oh my God! We're going to hell. What do you got, Dave? <laughs> I don't know. I'm at a loss on this. I can't kick this door open anymore. I can't go any farther. Okay, well, I'm I'm going to give the award. I'm going to give the award for the most classless joke to Bill. <laughs> uh, 
we bring the poor guy in and we drag him straight down with us. That's terrible. So, Scott, are you sure we can't get a whole episode out of this Dragon Con talk? Oh, yeah, yeah I, know, right? I think we have. Oh, man. I haven't even told Dave my story of uh, that I told you guys before or the listeners. Well, he'll he'll hear it when he listens. Oh, you're going to play that? No, it's going to go on the episode, isn't it? Oh, well, what I did before or you want me to do it now? I don't even remember what we're talking about. about. What are you talking about? About the guy with the, the at Emerald City. Oh, you can't leave me in suspense. You talking about the guy? The guy with the price guide? You talking about? Yeah, the guy with the yeah. price guide. That was part of the episode, wasn't it? Yeah, but Dave wasn't here for that. All right, well, snooze you lose. But but that was before the <laughs> opener. I don't know if you were going to keep it in the opener. All right, well, tell. Was... Go ahead, tell Dave your your great story. Okay, so I went to Emerald City. And that's uh, the end. <laughs> goodbye. And I used the bathroom. Dave, did you go over there? No, you haven't been there yet, have you? No, I haven't. The bathroom? Yes, that's, he has. That's a comic book store oh. over like in St. Pete, Clear, Clearwater area. So anyway, uh, the other fellows have been there. But what happens when you buy a back issue is you walk up, because they're not, about 75% or greater are not priced. Right. So you bring it up to the counter, and... It was like dealing with the sloth at the DMV and that what the oh, yeah. the Zeus the Zootopia movie because he pulls it he pulls out the price guide and drops it down and he opens and he goes to the eyes and then he takes a book out and he opens it he pulls it out he looks at the indicia he folds it back he's flipping it back and forth and I'm just sitting there tapping my fingers and you hear oh, that music on. from the Blues Brothers as the elevator is <laughs> going up. That that's our music. They're playing our song, fellas. So the guy gets done and he bags it back up and he writes a sticker two dollars and he puts it on and he goes to the second book and I go, just stop. Okay? I got a lot of things to do. How about you just make them all two dollars a piece and I can go on my way? And the guy just looks at me like I'm like, look, I'm not being a dick. Well, yeah. yeah, I'm, okay, I'm I being a dick. A dick. <laughs> I said, but I want to get out of here, okay? So I'll give you, it's 10 bucks. I'll give you $20 and we're done. Um, uh, uh, is he okay. like the owner or is he like a flunky? I, I think it was a flunky. So I'm just like, come on, dude. <laughs> I'm buying 10 books from 1983, and isn't that hard? Just give me the books and let me go on my way. Ah. You should have told like them, I'm doing, guys, you, I'm doing you a favor, taking them off the shelf. Yeah, I mean, this this is like... Did, this he, is the, did he go for it? Because I don't think we learned that part when you told this story. Oh, yeah. Before. No, no. He, he went for it. I paid my money, and I left. And I got out of there probably about 10 minutes earlier than I would have <laughs> if I had waited for each book to be graded. <laughs> Jesus. You know... But on the plus side, I'm now only four books away from having a full set of Infinity Ink. Yay! And then you have them all slapped. <laughs> and then I'll reopen them. <laughs> Were you Big serious about to cover that series? I think he means you, when, Bill. Oh, uh, I don't remember saying that, but... <laughs> well, I know I figured you guys would eventually get to it, but... Um, with, when you guys were when you and Mike were doing your stuff, but you probably never get to that that's, now. Yeah, that's that's not going to happen. I I've started to reread it from one, and I forgot how much I liked it. I happen so. to have the whole run as well. 
and just read Ooh. it. And Dave has a copy Ooh. of Dazzler number one. Autographed by the artist. Well, the cover artist. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, when we go hunting on uh, the Saturday, Scott, very, very for boys. <laughs> I'm hunting comic books. Because I, I <laughs> <only wish> <laughs> I'm a hunting Infinity Inc. Uh, I only need uh, 14, 16, 18, and 19. That's all I need. I got the, all the rest. I got the annuals, and I got a special. A special I didn't even know about. Are, some of those are crisis issues, I think. Yeah. 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 Oh my God! Fourteen's like the Krona issue, isn't it? Yeah, so. yeah. You don't want to spend more than fifty cents on that. Trust me. <laughs> I can't find it, probably because it's been burned or something. Isn't there a crossover with either one of the yearbooks or or the special with another series? Yeah, well, yeah. Young All Stars. Young All Stars, right? No, no, it's I. There's a crossover because I just picked. Uh, <sighs> it's it's a. I didn't even know about it, um, and it was when I went to the Urban Legends comic place that we're going to go to, and they had him. He had it right on the end of two boxes, and and it's with Batman and the Outsiders. Ah, an Infinity Inc. It's yeah, it's a crossover. No, yes. Hold on, I'll look it up. It's in my collection. I'm looking at my app. Looking at my app. I love that app. That was the best thing you ever recommended. You know what? I think you're right. I think that's the second annual. No, it's not an annual. It's a special. Oh, it's a special? It's a special. Mom's is a special. It. it arrives in a small box. <laughs> there you go. There you go, Dave. Now you're dead. Oh, yeah, Welcome right. to hell, brother. Oh, my now God. you're one of us. Yeah, I totally forgot about this. Yeah, it's uh, it's part. Their special is part two of the crossover, but you're right. Right. With Outsiders, yeah. Outsider special, yeah. What is that? Like Baron Bedlam or something on the front there? Or uh, I don't know. Who is that guy? I can't it's got remember. The Force of July, where I always thought was wacky fun. Mm. You might be looking at the Outsiders one. I'm looking at the Infinity Inc. one. Yeah, I'm looking at the Outsiders one at the moment. That's got uh, yeah, because Metamorpho's on the cover. Metamorpho, Metamorpho. <laughs> okay. Nobody else remembers the song. Oh, I do remember the song. Yes. But I think we're getting to the point where we got to call it a night, guys. I'm getting tired. <laughs> Give me your numbers one tired. more time. We're just pump. We're just pumping out bad jokes left and right. Horrible, horrible jokes. Give me your numbers one more time. You said 14, 15. Oh, e- wait. No, that's infinity. Oh wait, I gotta go to on wish list. Hold on. Fourteen oh, is fine. the chroma. Is one of the ones with chroma, and he sucks hard. Fourteen, sixteen. Has uh, Mr. Bones. Mr. Bones, yeah. Is that his first appearance? I think so. Number 18. 18 is a crisis crossover. And 19 is a crisis crossover, yeah. Yep. That's that's a crossover with the Justice League. It's got steel on the cover. Hmm. Yep. Mechanic. Yep, so I'll be looking for those on Saturday. Cool. I've already wiped out Urban Legend Comics, so... I will be looking for issues of the... Oh, that's something I meant to talk about real quick. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Me, 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 mine, mine, mine. Guess what I got recently. Guess An issue of the Defenders? A kidney stone? did, but before I talk about that, I'm going to talk about this, because I was really happy to find for this. I'm trying to remember what I paid for this. Less than $5... I got first issue, 
four. Bleh, I can't talk. First issue special number eight. Do you know what that is? I know it's not the green team. <laughs> nope. Oh hell no. I know is that I warlord? Know it's, is it? Warlord, yes. I, I was just going nice. to say, Warlord. First appearance of Warlord. So, uh, I did a buddy of solid recently where... Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Family show, dude. Get the um, mouse back in the house. I, I, he will remain nameless. <laughs> um, he will remain nameless because I, I don't... Hey, I, I'm not a mouse. I don't want to embarrass anybody, but uh, I, I had a buddy, a uh, Facebook friend, contact me recently and say... Uh, you live in the Orlando area, right? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, so... He, he had a problem where he had collected all of the lanterns, all of the, the green lantern lanterns, the different colored ones. They, they had released these, like, full-size lanterns a while ago. And apparently something had, had happened to one of his, and it got damaged. And he was able to locate a replacement, but the replacement was in Orlando. It was at one of the Coliseum of Comics stores. And they don't ship. So he was asking me if if he paid for it. What I what do you mean they don't ship? Them, them, they don't ship. Okay, anyway. So he asked me, you know, if he paid not for like it, would, would I be willing to go and pick it up and, and send it to him? And I was like... Wow, this is terribly trusting. We don't really know each other all that well, but yeah, sure, whatever. So I, you know, I went and I did this, and uh, so this was the first time I had set foot in a Coliseum of Comics in quite a while. So while I was there, and they were uh, hunting up the uh, the lantern to give to me, I did some looking around, and I scored some books. So I got Defenders number two. Oh, you douche! How much was that? Uh, Six dollars number 22 and number 97 so i am at this point i think 15 issues away something like that oh i'm no oh man i'm six i away. am let me see one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen thirteen issues away from having a computer no, i'm 15 damn it they are all uh, they are 16, the number 16 and under, including a number one, which is going to be kind of a pain in the ass to track down. But uh, basically, if, I, if I'm looking at this right, I need number one, and then I need five through 16, and I will have the entire Defenders run. So that's the main thing I'm going to be hunting when we uh, hmm. hunting this weekend. I, I have plateaued at one issue to go. I don't know, what was it now, a year and a half ago? <laughs> so <laughs> I refuse to buy it for any significant dollar amount, and it's an issue that goes for a lot. So what are you going to do? That's the Defenders? Yeah, number issue number 10. Number ten. Oh, well, that's the uh, that's a Hulk, Hulk, Hulk and Thor right? one. Hulk, Hulk and Thor, yeah. I saw that on Facebook the other day. It, it got listed, and I, and I bookmarked it. And at the time it, it popped up, I want to say it was like, a dollar twenty-five or something, and I thought, ooh, that, I would buy that in a yeah, exactly, and it immediately jumped up. I don't know where it is now, but it's it's out of my price range because, yeah, the oh, uh, was not a buy it now at a dollar twenty five. Yeah, no, I wish, but no, this I am. I, I kind of felt bad for spending six bucks on this number two, but I mean, it is in really really nice condition, and that's the cheapest I've ever seen it. So I thought, well, I had gotten a bunch of issues. But they blew away in a storm, <laughs> and we're sorry that Paul can't be with us anymore. Are we going to? But Def the twister Con took break? him away. Hard the starboard. <laughs> Man the mizzen mast. Am I back? 
Yes. Oh, there he okay. is. Yeah, I had bought probably three or four issues between one and ten uh, at like a half price sale about five years ago, and I don't think I spent more than three dollars on any of them. Right. So that you know, I, I that was what like inspired me to finish off that series because I had gotten such a uh, you know such a good bargain on those issues. I think number one, I may have spent ten bucks on. That's Which, not bad at all. To me, yeah, that's that's a. I think that's a good price. I was very content with that. Uh, but yeah, number ten remains elusive. I haven't seen it for. I think I saw it somewhere for twenty five bucks, and it was just you know I, I wasn't going to spend that. Oh, Urban Legend Comics! I was able to find uh, the last issue of Young Avengers. I was looking for number fourteen, like volume two. So fifty cents. Dollar. Yeah, wow. beautiful. I, Buy that for a dollar, and I I still need twenty two issues of Iron Man Volume One to finish all my Iron Mans. I'll have everything just like I have the Avengers. I'm not uh, I'm not hunting a hell of a lot because, like I say, I I have not stopped collecting, but I, I'm at this point I'm going to be very selective on on what I am collecting because I for the most part I have to be honest I'm I'm perfectly willing to content myself with the digital copies of, of pretty much any comic that's out there. But there are certain ones that I, I do want, you know, the actual paper issues for my collection. Um, and at this point, I'm, I'm concentrating on, I really want to finish off that Defenders run. Um, I know I'll never get a complete collection, but I want to fill in um, more issues of uh, my collection of Superboy. I, you know, I'm not really interested to go all the way back to number one, but I'd like to have a solid collection from 150 uh, right to the end of the series, and I'm pretty damn close right now because 150 is when um, Bob Brown took over as the artist. You know, during his time, and from that point forward to the end of the series, I, I, I actually care about that series and, and, and like you know the both the writing and the art and everything and, and want to go forward. But going back prior to that, I'm I, I don't really care about that. But I'd like to I'd like to plug the you know the holes in that collection. And uh, one of these days, I'd, I really would like to finish my Warlord collection. Just more than anything, just to be able to sit down and then read through the damn thing, and I'm I'm maybe twenty issues away on that. And uh, then I realized the other day I've got let me see here I've got one two three got six issues I lack to have the whole run of uh, Shazam in World's Finest, which was the Don Newton run, and I love that stuff. I'm rereading that right now, and I forgot how damn good that is. And a lot of those issues, not only do you get you know, a really cool Don Newton Shazam story, but the world's finest proper, you know, Superman Batman stories at the beginning are often um, drawn by um, either Rich Buckler or I just read one today that was uh, drawn by uh, Garcia Lopez. It was really, really good. So, you know, some of those stories are, are well worth having as well. There was one I was really shocked to see. It was um, a Black Lightning story. I didn't read it, but uh, you know, I was just paging through the art. It was Marshall Rogers, um, who I really like, inked by Mike Nasser, and that was really interesting because that was two artists I really love, and I didn't know that they'd ever worked together. It wasn't it wasn't fantastic, but it was interesting. It was really neat to see, you know, those, those two artists styles combined together. Cause those are two guys. I just, 
I had never kind of put in the same room together, if you know what I mean. And I, I had no idea they'd ever actually worked together as a team. And I thought that was really kind of cool. But as I don't really give two shits about Black Lightning, I didn't bother to read the story. I just thumbed through the art. I actually completed a collection myself this week. What'd you complete? Do you remember Emergency from Charleston? Yeah! I was missing one issue. I finally found it. Which one was it? It was number three I was missing. I wonder if that's one I'm... Now i got to look at my collection real quick. Because I know I have one or two issues of that only because... um, I want to say it was Burn? I think it it might be right. Great. Now Uh, I've got the Emergency uh, theme in my head. I have issues one and two. And there were only four of them. Wow. Yeah, Burn... I don't have any of them. I'm I'm certain that's why I own them, but I he did not do the covers. Joe Staten actually did both the covers, and the covers are fantastic. Dude, they mentioned the term ringers lactate. I, I don't remember yeah, any. I, I remember watching, watching that show, that's that's but I don't remember, remember from the anything show. about. Yeah, I don't remember anything about that show. I remember watching it as a kid, but I don't remember anything about it. What? Oh man, the opening credits. Da, 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 anyway. I'm just seeing you, like, in my mind, you're, like, dancing around as you do that. Doing, like, a little mambo. Do my arms back and forth. That's See you all next week, everybody. Yeah, that's a theme song. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, everybody, for coming on for the first inaugural... Back to the bins. Uh, get off my lawn. Get off my get off my get off my con cast. Get <laughs> off my con cast. Where we bitch about the comics, not the industry, but the subsidiary industries. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for coming along, Dave. We're all going to hell because of our bad jokes. We're being good <laughs> company. Good company. <laughs> Rather laugh with the sinners than cry with the saints. Thank you, Billy Joe. On the bucket, but at least I'll join the ride. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at bins at twotruefreaks.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of Demanzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. So according to Mike's Amazing World... John Byrne did the art. Are still going, <laughs> I'm just ignoring you guys at this point. What? <laughs> <laughs> Burn that's, did our po- the- that's our post-credit sequence right there. <laughs> Byrne did the art to the first issue, but he's not listed in the second one. It lists Demetrio Gomez, who I don't even know who the hell that is. So I have... Yeah, no- those <laughs> issues of emergency, eh? <laughs> That's Go Go Gomez's cousin. <laughs> so I don't know why I own Emergency Number Two. I have no idea why. Other you than given it, you could have given it to Dave. It really does have well, you know, a beautiful Joe Staten cover on it, though, and I like. And here I thought I owned Emergency Number Two. Oh wait, I'm talking about something totally <laughs> different. Totally different.
I think that's one of the the meals that you can get at Taco Bell, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> uh, 